Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Joe, we are live. Wow, what an absolutely incredible, I guess, on our side of the planet, incredible uh, late morning, early afternoon. We're now into the evening portion with... A crazy show that went down in Poland, Cowboy versus Till. What an amazing performance by Darren Till. Basically, we should all nickname him originally who. Well, not so much anymore. Uh, Kowalkiewicz emerges victorious. Uh, just a great card. Jan's fight was great. We'll talk about uh, the Bellator show from last night. But I'm just kind of like, my. I'm in awe right now uh, with Darren Till's performance. I mean, what's your feeling right now? I feel like I'm sticking with the headband from here on out. My hair has gotten to that stage to where I have no other choice, Joe. All right. Just so for those, uh, your, your audio, Sean, is a little bit uh, in and out, sort of, not in and out, but that reverb sort of effect. But hopefully you guys uh, tune in right now. You guys can uh, enjoy it. Uh, Vinny Fernando already on the live chat. Guys, if you're watching right now, top right of your screen, uh, we do have the live chat. Um, Vinny Fernando says, I'm calling out Mike Perry since you, since that's what everyone is doing right now. He called him out beforehand, though. Darren Till did call him out beforehand, and then Perry basically took another fight. Uh, but, yeah, Till's on the map. Till's in the mix. Not Maybe not the title contender mix, but he's in the mix of those guys that are trying to weed themselves out in this division. I mean, with a performance like this over Donald Cowboy Cerrone, where you finish him off in the first round, we'll get to what we think about Donald Cerrone in a moment. But Darren Till, the way he, you know, that one-two combination, he's a southpaw, he throws the cross, he throws the, or sorry, he throws the jab, throws the cross, wobbles Cerrone, Cerrone kind of moves over back to his left. Darren Till follows him, lands the left elbow, and then it's 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 game over. He just he just takes he pounds him into the ground till the referee steps in there and stops him. How's my sound now? It's a little lower. Uh, I'm not sure if you made any adjustments there, but it's a little bit lower. Try again. There we go. I think my gain was up. Okay, that's a little better. Uh, it's low. It's a little low. I mean, I can. I mean, hopefully the fans uh, and everyone tuning in right now can hear you. It's a little low, but uh, it's better than before. Now it's not so much as a reverb as before. Well, you carry it for a second while I tinker. All right. 
Sean Rossap with his uh, headband, his Kentucky, his UK uh, blue shirt. Now we're both wearing blue today. I got the blue font at the bottom there, if you guys can see it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're just going to – Sean will sit there right now and try to adjust the sound. He'll we're let good. us know when he's ready. We're, we're, good. Good. we're good. I think Donald Cerrone is done as a main event guy. That, okay. That's what I think this this really puts an exclamation on. I'd completely forgotten that he even lost to Robbie Lawler, but Masvidal, Lawler, Teal – I think he is going to be a supporting cast type of guy moving forward. And that's unfortunate because just in December, he you, if you would have given him a title shot, I would have been like, okay, cool. But my, how things can change in 10 months. And you know he's not going to retire. You know he's not going to do that. He's no uh, just – he's going to keep hanging in there. He's going to keep fighting. That's that's what he does. But, man, I, I hadn't seen anything out of Darren Teal in his last – few fights, his last three fights that led me to believe that he would do this to Donald Cerrone. And yeah. That's it's just, impressive. It's, it's remarkably, it's a remarkably impressive. Like immediately, I think he launches himself into the top, probably 10 in that division. Maybe, maybe not 10 because you got, you have to wonder what, what this Donald Cerrone is at this point. But um, yeah, this this is a, an extremely big statement, and they might have another guy to market in Europe if they'll do it. Yeah, listen, uh, I'm listening to his post fight interview. I'm impressed. I mean, he he was just you know yes, there was f bombs and and any kids that were watching here. Uh, obviously, it's during the day. It's not not exactly what you want to hear. But he was pretty good on the mic. Extremely confident, uh, and then got uber annoyed when Mike Perry jumped up uh, onto the rim there, the cage. Uh, I started to scream there, and it was just like, hey, you man. Know, UFC is like, why did we have to uh, book against Ponzinibbio? Yeah, right? It's it's just weird how things break down like that. I, I don't think they were forecasting it, but what's Mike Perry doing over there? You ever think of that? Yeah, he's, I'm sure he's got some uh, teammate or something over there. I mean, when you do the math, I'm thinking to myself, what is Mike Perry really doing there? Other than to cause, you know, was he flown in by the UFC to do? I'm something? sure he was there to corner somebody. Like, I mean, who who would he have cornered? I'm trying to think right now. I mean, he's not with Alvi, is he? Feely? No. no, I'll find out. I'll find out. Okay, yeah, but uh, either way, uh, I think it was just a solid look for both guys. Even though, you know, Perry is fighting Ponzinibbio. Till's like, dude, we tried to fight. What's up? You know. I want that fight, but we'll see what's up. And then it was a great question, perfect timing by Dan Hardy. I don't know if it was planted or not, but a great question by Dan Hardy saying, look, this is a stacked division. Who do you want next? And it just segued right into him leaving Dan Hardy in the center of the octagon and making a beeline over to the cage. Um, it, it was weird. Do you notice how Perry kind of backed off? A little bit, but, I mean, he was still up there on the edge of the cage raising hell. So, I mean, like – I don't know. Like as soon as they cut the camera, you like see Mike Perry full troll mode up in the up in the cage. It was a remarkable visual. Um, Darren Teal sounds like he's concerned every time that he says something, though. Like, like he feels like he is trying to convince everybody of something. I'm like, dude, you just convince people with your fist because I didn't think he was going to win that fight. I thought this was going to be where he he met his match. No. He had the right game plan for Donald Cerrone. He kept Donald Cerrone on the edge of his punches. Donald Cerrone, who's not like a small welterweight or anything, but Darren Teal made him look like one, didn't he? 
in looking at how this fight unfolded, I couldn't help but kind of pay attention to the whole, what's Donald doing? He can't figure him out. He's not able to, to get in there, not able to land his combinations, not even, you know, he can't even get that jab going properly. A um, couple of kicks were landing low and, and, and Darren was just walking right through them. Uh, and to the point where Darren was like, now, now he got into hunt. I mean, it was hunting, you know, I'm the predator, you're the prey. And he was making Donald pay. Donald was getting, I want to say tagged hard before the finish, but he was getting hit. And Donald was like, okay, like I got to regroup here. What's going on? You're like, then there, I mean, it, it was, it was as if, you know, both play by play and color were saying it's a five round fight. There's plenty of time. Darren Till did not want a five-round fight. He wanted this thing to end right away as soon as possible, and he put the pressure on Donald Cerrone and did a fantastic job in doing so. And again, eyebrows are being raised right now. We're talking about it. Both you and I are surprised. Um, you know, even in my fu- in my fun bets video, uh, I said, "Listen, Donald's so much right now for Darren Till. I don't think Darren Till." And this again is going based on Darren's at least three or four fights in the UFC. You take a look and you say to yourself, "He's got power." It's just it's it's just a, it's it's a prodding type of footwork. And I think Donald's going to eat through that. So I said, look, yeah. you can either pick Donald to, to TKO or KO him or to submit him. Donald tried right off the bat to get that takedown. Darren was having none of it. Kept him up. Dar- or, um, Donald tried a second time. Till was like, nope, we're not doing this. We're getting back up. And then next thing you know, game over. By the way, UFC did fly Mike Perry out there just as a guest fighter, which shows you, okay, they're getting behind this guy. I mean, there's no reason they can't get behind other guys, but I wonder, you know, that makes me wonder, like, why would they do that when he's got a fight scheduled against Santiago Ponzinibbio? That's that's a little confusing because I, I remembered Darren Teal saying like a week and a half ago, and now that I find it, like, it's it's been a week and a half, and then even longer, like two weeks, they've been chirping at each other. And Darren Teal said, I'm going to call him out after the fight. So Mike Perry knew to be ready. <laughs> I just, I'll never get over that visual. I've got to get a screen cap of Mike Perry just waiting up on that, like almost like a ring apron, like a manager going to interfere <laughs> to cause the distraction. Like Donald Cerrone's about to hop up and throw a liver kick at Darren Teal at that very moment. <laughs> it, it, that, was, that was fantastic. Yeah, so I, I guess the real question is now, where does Donald go from here? Where does Darren Till go from here? Well, Darren Till, well, the, everybody's booked up at welterweight now, which... Kamaru Usman's not. Just saying. Yeah, he is. Well, Kamaru got his fight? Kamaru got a fight. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that. So, so that you're coaching kids soccer. My bad. It's funny how uh, Kyler, or sorry, Kyler James is, th- is throwing shots at six-year-old soccer leagues right now. But yeah, I was coaching soccer. I must have missed that uh, post. He's facing uh, Emil Mequip Weber. Okay. That's a that's going to be a well, here's the thing. We talked about how in the last time how Usman needed to finish. Meek won't give him any option but to finish. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the kind of fighter that that Meek is. So that's a, that's a good one. Not a top 15 guy, but that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um I would say Gunnar Nelson, but man, that would make for a really boring fight and Gunnar Nelson's coming off a loss. And I think I think at this point uh, Teal should be ranked higher than than Gunnar Nelson. So for for Donald Cerrone, my answer is anybody, absolutely anybody. But I don't think they should be ranked in the top fifteen. I think that he should be a supporting player on a Fox or a pay per view show. Really, okay, not even that. 
any show. Because if you've got a UFC Sao Paulo that ain't looking that great, it's got some good fights. But you throw Donald Cerrone versus Broomstick on there. That's that's a little bit of name value. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's a little bit totally of something. Got you. Totally get you. Yep. No, I mean I, I got you. So I would do that. Before we get into the rest of the card, I want to ask you if you've heard the big pro wrestling news this week. Oh no, I have not. So, like, a significant number of the WWE roster is out with a viral infection. Oh, boy. And tomorrow is a big pay-per-view. They had the Shield reform, which is one of their biggest factions mm-hmm. in recent memory, and their biggest star, Roman Reigns, he's out. Ooh. So they were like, oh, who are we going to have replace Roman Reigns? Uh, how about Kurt Angle? Okay. Who they have been completely against competing because he's had a broken neck for 25 years. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's been a long time. Now, this leads to Daniel Bryan. I'm going to tie all this in. This leads to Daniel Bryan, who's been sidelined with concussion issues, being like, oh, that's interesting. You all won't let me wrestle, but you all finally cleared this guy that you all refused to clear for months and months and months. We've seen concussion issues sideline wrestlers for a long time. We've seen them sideline MMA fighters now. Uh, TJ Grant never came back. He never came back from that. Does a guy like Daniel Bryan have a legitimate gripe? I mean, like like I've said, TJ Grant, he could have come back by now, probably if he wanted to, but he hasn't. Is this something that they should err on the side of caution a little more than, than you know, maybe 47, 48-year-old guy with neck injuries? Is this something that you can see – like MMA really putting their foot down on because we've kind of seen it with, with Mark Hunt. Well, they should. Will they? Probably not, but they should. I mean, this is TJ Grant's decision um, not to come back, right? It, it was his. He realized, you know what? I'm done. Like, I can't take it anymore. You know, the, you know I know of uh, other fighters that have competed in the UFC. Jeff Joslin only had one fight in the UFC. He fought, um, who did he fight? Josh Koscheck. And it was it was a bruising fight, but then after that, he was never able to recover from the concussions. He had a hernia issue as well, but he never ever fought again. So guys are taking these 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 decisions into their own hands. That the guys that can realize, you know what, I want to be around for my wife and my kids later on in life. And then you got some people that just continue to take the barrage. I mean, you take a look at you know how many times are you and I talking Cerrone, BJ Penn. Right, these guys that are taking, you know, Chuck Liddell probably fought way too much, and the talk of Chuck Liddell coming back, right? Like, I mean, th- th- there's got to be some different concussion protocols that need to be taken care of and taken a look at. Uh, maybe we should be giving kudos to the WWE mm-hmm. for not allowing uh, Daniel Bryan to compete because you know he's he's taken boatloads of chair chair shots to the head and all kinds of different, you know, you can land the wrong way. The other thing with Kurt Angle though is a lot of concussions. For example, you look at Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby from the NHL, there was a time when it wasn't really a, one of the concussions he apparently had wasn't a concussion per se. It was it was a misdiagnosis of his neck. It was a vertebrae in his neck that was causing all of the issues. They got yeah. that fixed and he came back. Now, Triangle obviously has had surgery upon surgery and it's been it's been a mess, but if it's just a neck injury, yeah, I guess you can come back as long as you know you're not doing anything crazy, you're not in a or those Hell in a Cell matches with uh, with uh, Shane McMahon jumping off of a cage, or old school Jimmy Snook on Don Morocco, like that that kind of stuff is crazy. Or, or ladders and chairs and stuff. That stay away from that, right? I get that, but 
Yeah, protocol is one thing. Bottom line is, it doesn't matter what sport or what type of entertainment it is, Sean. These are human beings. And sometimes they need to look out for each other. Their, their, their inner circle needs to look out for them. Or the regulators or promoters have to say, you know, you know what? I don't need this. This, this, you don't need it. It's better for your health. At the same time, we don't want any problems. Yeah, I wonder if Donald Cerrone will ever be the same after this. And I, we've spoken about it on our show a couple of times that um, he had that that sinus infection that really messed with him yep. a couple of years ago, and he he was afraid that it was a concussion related issue. Then I believe. I wonder, I mean, he took a beating. He took a beating. And somebody said, well, Masvidal may have sent him downhill. Yeah, but, I mean, he came back and he stuck in there with Robbie Lawler and went three rounds with Robbie Lawler. So, I mean, I don't know. I wonder if Darren, if, if Darren Till maybe changed him forever. I don't know. I'm sure he's going to win fights here and there. He wants to fight like ten more times. So, yeah. Um, somebody who doesn't look like they're going downhill, though, Carolina Kovalkovich. I'm impressed. The only boy did that reach that reach advantage played. (laughs) Yeah, didn't it? A little bit, just a little bit. The the (laughs) one thing that I'm that I'm I'm very happy that she won because you know it it was that fight that she needed to get back to where she she you know it's sort of relevance. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily agree with Dan Hardy afterwards saying there's no doubt that you're the top three. uh, You're in the top three of this weight class. I mean, you can make some arguments at who's there and who shouldn't be there, uh, but at the same time. The only knock I have on her performance, which was masterful, if, if, if I'm going to give her a grade, it's an A, to give her an A+, plus, would have been just simply being able to cut off the space, Sean. Yeah. Cut off the octagon because she spent more, she spent a lot of time chasing Jody as opposed to saying, you know what, I'm going to stop chasing. I'm going to plant my feet, and wherever you're going, I'm going to cut you off. You know, It's something I teach my son. Sometimes when we're, when we're play fighting or whatever, uh, even in soccer. you know, I, I hate bringing up the soccer analogy, but – from people, forcing them to go where you want them to go or trapping them in a certain space. If Carolina could have done that, there's no ifs, ands, or don'ts in my mind. She would have got that finish. Yeah, the UFC has their reach listed as the same and has their height listed as very, like, very close. Uh, like, I think 5'3 each. Uh, my ass. <laughs> my ass. Carolina Kovalkovich looked like she was six and a half feet tall in that cage. Either that or Jody looked like she was four feet tall. She called out Carolina, called out uh, Jessica Andrade, which, hey, you know what? As, as it pertains to body type, very similar body type to what she just trained for. So um, may, may, she's a little bit bulkier, a little yeah. bit bigger. but um, And she, more of a mercenary. Yeah, well, yeah, just a better fighter overall, <laughs> a better fighter, but at least a body type a little bit similar. Carolina's 32, and she doesn't look like she's going to slow down in that division. You know, she's not going to beat Gedalia. She's not going to beat Joanna, but she's going to hang around in the division. She's going to be somebody that the UFC can put on a card like this and do fairly well in. So uh, no harm done here to anybody because – you know, Jody, Jody being asked to face Carolina in a debut fight, that's a tall task, man. That's huge. Like, no pun intended. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's – listen, Invicta and the way they build up their ladies is fantastic. I love what they do for women's MMA. But that was a big, you know, step up in competition. Uh, oh, yeah. Bell. But good for her. Hey, man, 15 minutes with a top three. Why, are, why, are, why aren't Invicta running – 
the night before UFC every time they run a show. I like Bellator. I, I don't get it. Huh? I like Bellator. I mean, just just whatever. I mean, like, just go to whatever town UFC is in and run that town the night before. Like, you're going to get more than the, the four people that show up in Kansas City or whatever. Like, I was just going to say, maybe because Kansas City's their market, but now I got you. I could see it's just a matter of being able to sell the brand, getting people to know that it's actually an event. It's a promotion, right, outside of Kansas. How many people are going to these shows nowadays? Like, I mean, they they did like, what, six or seven straight events in Kansas City. Yeah. And there was no buzz on any of them. I mean, I'm sure – with them being on Fight Pass, the UFC would throw them a bone that week and be like, hey, come do some of your media with us. And if not, then if I were Vindicta, I'd be asking. That way, more people know who the hell Jody is. Like, it's – now, I don't I, expect them yeah. to run Poland. Like, they ain't running Poland or yeah. anything. No, I got what you're but. saying. It makes sense. I mean, the, the way the UFC – I mean, the, the, the promotions that have deals with UFC Fight Pass do get a tiny bit of promotion. Uh, it's not major. Uh, but they do get a tiny bit of promotion yeah. during the broadcasts because the UFC will go down the calendar. Uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things where you know I'd love to see Invicta and Titan FC and 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 you know get more promotion. I know, I mean, like Eddie Bravo gets tons, his Invitational gets tons of promotion. It's almost like I see it every yeah. single show, right? You know which events are being promoted or whatnot, right? But you know, I'd love to see you know. But even still, even if you're promoting it, you're promoting it on UFC Fight Pass. Right, it's it's a different story when you're saying Invicta in uh, in uh, Kansas City, Titan FC in Pembroke Pines, Florida, or in Miami, Florida. Different story, right? If you're if you're actually saying the city or the town and emphasizing it and getting people to go out there, different story. Because I'm sure Invicta, Titan, all these other regional promotions would love to be sold out all the time, yeah. right? So, but yeah, any yeah. any sort of love and, and and promotion they can get from the UFC is always fantastic. By the way, guys, I wanted to remind you all, we do have a WWE TLC post show uh, tomorrow. And I did a breaking news show yesterday on the wrestling news that I spoke about earlier. But yeah, otherwise, I got to say the the most impressed I was of anybody outside of Darren Teal on this show was Aspen Ladd and her finish and how she just was in mount and was like, "Uh, you know what? I'm going to finish this now and started to scream the war cries. As she pummeled Lena Landsberg into the mat, oh boy, that's a good one. Well, b- before you continue, uh, I'm actually upset with Aspen Ladd for that finish because, Why? Well, you know, in my fun bets video, I specifically said Aspen Ladd will want will want to take this fight down on the ground, and don't be surprised if she submits her. And I was uh, like, yeah. damn it, TKO Aspen, come on. So no, good for her. Good for her. She got big, a nice victory over Lee. Big Lander. prospect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that, you know Dana White's happy. He just he watched the heavens open up and the light shine down on Aspen Lad right there. Twenty-two years old, six and zero, got a finish uh, right there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Very, very impressive. Um, we talked about a couple of people trying to save their jobs on this show. Mm-hmm. Worley Alves, Marcin Held, Jan Blakovic, Uh They all did it. Yeah. Very impressed. I mean, Marcin Held, for one, um, I mean, I thought Nazareth was going to be able to do something more than what he did. He was pumped up. He was jacked up. We saw, you know, at some point during the exchanges, uh, he got so jacked up that he he actually went to high five Marcin Held in the middle of the fight. He did. Uh, I thought this this guy was 8-1 heading into the UFC, eight like, finishes via, T- or via TKO or KO. Uh, Marcin not looking too good uh, during his uh, UFC tenure. Good for him for pulling off the victory, but obviously I'm uber impressed uh, with Jan Blachowicz and, and, and the Devin Clark fight. Those guys were having fun. It only lasted uh, two and a half rounds, a bit more than that. But then the bulldog choke, or some are calling it a standing rear naked, but more of a bulldog choke, standing bulldog choke yeah. to finish it off. No hooks in at all, Sean. That was sick. That's old school, like in the school sandbox sort of finish. Like at least try to drop to your ass. But Jan is one of those dudes that's, <laughs> He's he's six foot two and two oh five. But if you were standing next to him, you'd say, "Oh, he's six foot five, two sixty. That's how he feels. It's like almost the aura of him. He's just one of those big Russian or Polish. Uh, just you know, he's got the Polish power. Um, I gotta say, Nasrat impressed me because he avoided a Marcin held leg lock. That's yes. much easier said than done. That's a moral victory for him anyway. Um, a live and learn thing. Brian Kelleher, who James Lynch interviewed for Fightful.com, emerged victorious. Um, that was a good fight too. Holy smokes. Was. Kelleher was just on fire in that fight. So uh, he ended up winning. Sam Alvey missed weight. And he spoke to Fightful.com a couple weeks ago, and he straight up told James Lynch, this is going to be tough. This is going to be hard. It was hard. He missed weight. That sucks. Um, this guy's fought eight times in the last 16 months, and I know he really he, – he wants to fight like once or twice more before January because he wants to break the record. No. It, no. It's good that he's like always the utility guy. That's That's nice, but – I don't like his fights. His fights aren't good. They haven't been lately. They used to be. They used to be a lot of fun. If you didn't know Sam Alvey since, since he's been fighting more often, his fights, the, the quality of them went downhill. Also, Dan Hardy pointing out his odd mouthpiece choice. Did you see that? He's got the double yep. where you bite down on it the whole time. Rough. Yep. Now, I, listen, I know a lot of guys that love training with it. A lot of guys use it in their competition. I know women that use it in their competitions. Um, it, it's apparently better because it keeps your jaw closed, right? Because when it's just up top, your jaw is still open. And when you're sucking wind and you get hit, that's when you get hurt. But with this one here, you're, you're almost forced to, to, to bite down on it. Problem is, as Dan Hardy mentioned, he's smart about it. There isn't much air to get through uh, to fill up your lungs because, you know, you're naturally told all the time, breathe through your nose as much as you can. 
well, you get punched in the nose in a fight. At the same time, you're also fatigued. Uh, I don't know many people that, that get fatigued and continue to breathe through their nose. Eventually, uh, especially in explosive movements, especially like you're seeing in MMA, you're going to be breathing through your mouth. So it is yeah. a bit of a challenge. You know, I mean, if you, if you don't know who, if you were looking at this fight and watching this fight here, you didn't know who Sam Alvey was and we're just looking at it as a third party, you'd have probably thought this guy here is simply there to collect a small paycheck because he's not doing anything. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like I when when guys fight this often, I like to look into how much they make and stuff. It's hard to track down how much he makes because he's never fought in Vegas before. Isn't that crazy to think? Never thought of that, yes. He has never fought in Vegas before. And a lot of places won't release the pay. He has been in the UFC for three years, like 15 fights, and he has not once fought in Nevada. That's unbelievable. Australia, Brazil, Canada, Mexico, Poland. He's fought in Mexico like two or three times, and that's not <laughs> Nevada. But, yeah, to your point, he's. Ne- I don't think he's ever been knocked cold. I know Derek Brunson finished him, but 40 fights, and he's never been knocked out cold. That's pretty impressive. I just think there has to be some better way to construct that for an MMA fight to where he can still bite down, but it gets a little bit more air through. You know what I mean? There has to be something. Do you remember back in the day when there was there was that mouth guard that everybody said was going to revolutionize things, and it, they did the strength test where Vanderlei Silva would hold his arms up and they pushed him down <laughs> and all that stupid shit. Like, there has to be just a better way to construct his mouth guard. But, um, you know, that was that's unfortunate. I, you kind of got the feeling. I thought he would make weight because he always does, but that was too tall of a task. Apparently, staying out from ringside was too tall of a task for Conor McGregor, and he was admonished by Mark Goddard. I've never seen that before. At any level, personally, I've never seen a referee stop a fight and say, hey, you – go and it just happens to be the most brash fighter in the world uh i've seen it before uh i've seen it at grappling events i've seen it at mma events uh and listen mark goddard's got a pair of brass ones like you said i mean he's, he's to do that is one thing to do it to anybody is one thing that shows what your job is as a referee you are the authority when the fight is going on, you just sit there, you, you try and be invisible as much as you can, but there are rules in the unified rules of mixed martial arts that have to be followed by the cornermen and or fans. So for Goddard to do that is one thing. To do it to the biggest star in mixed martial arts? Damn, Goddard. Hey, I liked it because you know what it did? It got fightful, those. <laughs> because I got to assign a story for it, for those clickety clacks yeah no listen goddard did exactly what he's supposed to do good for him uh very smart ballsy very ballsy but listen you that's what you got to do i mean what did he say be a pro like holy to be a professional be yeah a professional Damn. and now uh andre feely who fought a pretty good fight has alternated wins and losses every single card every single show for the last four years damn that's a long time yeah. yeah, but I mean, hey, it shows it shows that you're good enough to hang. I mean, he's a 27 year old guy. He's he's fought some good fighters like Dyer Rodriguez and Max Holloway, and he, he's gonna hang around. And I like watching the dude fight. I do. I like watching him fight. Um, 
So I guess we can move on to Bellator and Heather Hardy ain't a good MMA fighter, Joe. Um, okay. Hold on a second. I Not right be, now yet. I, I want to be careful how I word this because I'm watching this fight and you know I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to what she's doing, paying attention to her striking, doing my very best to eliminate the hype around her, knowing full well that my co-host on Tuesdays uh, and often pretty much every Saturday is a massive fan of hers. And I'm tabulating all this in my head and I'm looking at her and I'm like, mm. it doesn't even look like she's ever boxed before. No. she, she That is not the technique of a hit. pro boxer. She got hit with regularity. Yeah. She was not ready to range and, and the length of Christina Williams. I'm, I'm amazed. See, I don't want to watch her box. I don't give a damn about her boxing, to be honest with you. I know that she probably needs to go back and box. And, you know, I had said here, here to clear up the Ronda Rousey co- comparison I made, she's 35 right now. Heather Hardy is. She'll be 36 in like three months. And she was like really the sweetheart of that Bellator NYC card because, man, she has that special thing to her. And you've seen it. You've seen her interviews. Man, she has something very, very special to her personality that a lot of fighters just don't have. Man, woman, uh, whoever. Like, she's just got that. And unfortunately, it doesn't translate to the cage. And she's getting started at 35. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, had she found MMA 10 years ago? Imagine if she found MMA 15 years ago. We might be talking, like, and before boxing. Yeah, because when you go from boxing to that, sometimes, especially this late in your life, that can be often very hard to kind of kick. And man, I really think that if she would have found the MMA 10, 15 years ago and focused all of her energy on that, she would have been a phenomenon. And we would be talking about Heather Hardy and we would be talking about women in the UFC much sooner because I think she had that quality that Ronda Rousey had too. Unfortunately for her, that timing doesn't match up. I mean, Ronda Rousey's at the end of her career right now, Joe, transitioning into pro wrestling, and she's 30. Right now. Mm-hmm. 30. And Heather, Heather's just too old, but I got to say, Christina looked real good. Like, I'm not just saying, like, but because Hardy didn't look great, she looked really, really good, and she busted Heather Hardy up. As far as I'm concerned, Christina should have been sponsored by any company, any company with the with the the I D G A F, because she did not give up at all. She just went in there. I don't care who you are, I don't care what you bring to this cage. We're gonna get into a fight, and we're fighting right now. Oh, yeah. And she did that. It just, I mean, a TKO stoppage was something I don't think anyone would have predicted for this fight, unless you're related you to Christina Williams. That nose exploded. Um, you know, I, I've seen some pics of, of you know who wore it better, Roy McDonald or or Heather <laughs> Hardy. You know, it's 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 comical at some point, but they're warriors, man. Like I give a lot of credit to Heather Hardy, but I'm also going to give a lot of credit to Christina, Christina Williams because she put on a fantastic performance. I just don't know what to think of Hardy right now. And I don't know if you've ever experienced it, um, guys and girls in the chat. Let me know if you've ever experienced this before, where you know of a fighter. You've seen this fighter compete on numerous occasions, and then you watch them compete, and you're like, 
the heck am I watching here? Who is that? And what happened to them? So here's what I wonder. I wonder if Bellator like has Christina on a contract because you know how they do sometimes. They'll do those little one fight deals, and if they got a little one fight deal, if I'm UFC, I'm like doink. I pick her right up, right up, because they do that on occasion. You know they do. They, they'll sign like those 1-0 fighters and stuff. Or if they immediately after this, you know, they could run a second season of the Ultimate Fighter women's flyweight and get some mm-hmm. prospects in there, put her right in there. Man, she's one I'm going to watch. And I'll still – I'll be there to watch Heather Hardy too because I, I want to see how she bounces back. I get the feeling she's going to box next because – I was under the impression, and I didn't get to ask her this, but that she was supposed to alternate box MMA, box MMA. I thought that was a part of the deal, but that didn't happen. And, you know, I told you that I was not interested in Neiman Gracie. <laughs> that fight was good. I loved watching that fight because um, Zach didn't go in there and roll over. He absolutely did not. He would capitalize on the little things, like when when Neiman would cross his feet. Uh, Busha was right there to lace the leg over and push it forth, and then you really got to see the intricacies there of Neiman Gracie's uh, jujitsu. I don't know how well it'll do at the top top levels, but this is a guy who was fifteen and seven going in this fight. Um, not not like a bad opponent by any means. Definitely a step up from the likes of Rudy Bears, but. Hey, I'll keep watching him. He's he's five and zero in Bellator, but I think it's time. I think it's time to give him to to push him a little bit further in that division. And it's their best division too. And, and the one mm-hmm. thing about you know, it took him a minute to get the fight down on the ground and get Zach's back. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I first met Zach, and I think it was the aforementioned Kansas Kansas City uh, when Titan had an event there, and you know, being of Italian descent, I look at his last name. It's it's spelled B U C I A. My natural inclination is to pronounce it like an Italian, Buccia, right? Yeah. And he said, no, it's Buccia. Think, think of the color fuchsia. I said, yeah. who? Buccia. <laughs> what? And we literally sat down. I swear to you, we sat down at the weigh-ins for a good two or three minutes joking. He's like, Joe, Buccia, Buccia, yeah. Buccia. I'm like, Buccia, Buccia, Buccia. I said, I got to announce you. Am I getting it right? Buccia. But He's a tough guy. People don't know who he is. Yeah. He's a tough guy. He's he's you know a journeyman now, but he'll fight anyone. He'd never been submitted before. He had never been submitted in his MMA career. Well, you go against a Gracie, it's it's that that record or that streak is going to be up for grabs. And and, he's, and he's good at name. He did a fantastic job in doing so. He's strike force vet. People don't realize yeah. that. The guy was a strike force vet. Uh I remember watching him fight, I think it was James Terry a couple times there. I remember his good run in Titan. It was a couple of years ago, and then he hasn't fought in a year and a half. Now, I don't think he was going to win this fight, but I think that he put up a fair fight. He lasted a full round on the ground with Neiman Gracie. That's impressive. Uh, hats off to him. What did you think of that main event, Gegard Musashi and Alexander Shlomenko? Did you think the right man won? Nope. Really? I scored it for Shlomenko. I believe he won. Uh, it could be the old school pride mentality in my head where the fight went on for 15 minutes and for 15 minutes when it was all said and done, Shlomenko won that fight. But if you go ac- according to the unified rules of mixed martial arts and the judging criteria, you can make the argument that Gegard Mousasi won two rounds to one. You can make the same argument that Alexander won two rounds to one. I still scored it for Shlomenko. 
because what he was doing to, to, to damage and to win the fight was a bit more than what Gegard was doing. I'm so torn on this, and I've not seen a fight like so just divisive. Like, like I think 60% of their – I think it was 55% of the media gave it to Schlaminko. 50% of the viewing audience gave it to Musashi, but 6% or six percent gave it a draw even. Like, I don't, I don't even know how you would score a draw, but a good fight. Uh, not the type of fight that I expected out of Musashi. Because that he didn't look good at all towards the end of the second and third round. Like he was looking rough, man. But that's Musashi, though. That's what that's what he does. He just he's so calm. He's so chill. He doesn't explode unless the opportunity presents itself. And then he finds himself in situations where it's like, dude, that clock is ticking away. That clock is ticking away. But very very important, and and we have to give him props on this. He fought thirteen minutes or. 13 and a half minutes with one eye. Yeah. So a little credence, forget about the judging, forget about the scoring, forget about the tabulations, left, right, striking damage, better grappling, blah, blah, blah. Give the dude some credit. He fought Alexander Shlomenko with one eye. Now that's that's what happens when you fight somebody. You're going to get punched in the face, and that type of injury can occur, that type of damage can occur. But the fact that he fought Alexander for 13 minutes or so with one eye and still made it to the final bell, you know, Give the guy some props. Give him some credit, in my opinion. Although he lost. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think it's that much of a loss to Alexander Shlomenko because a lot of people think that he won, think that he won that fight. And um, the, the thing with this, all these free agents coming into the UFC, I tweeted, I was like, yesterday, I would have, I said that I would have, if I'm Bellator, I put together a highlight reel of their homegrown guys Beating up these UFC free agents and oh, that's names. genius right there. Let's let's WCW used to do that back in the day. They did the where the big boys play, where when British Bulldog would leave for WWF, they would run a foot run a package of Sting beating his ass. <laughs> this is where the big boys play. They're here. Genius. I like it. And I like there's it. Plenty Why? of them that have come over and gotten rocked and put on their asses. By Bellator guys. Listen, it's 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 highlights, Sean. Not just beating them, getting the better of them in certain exchanges. Yeah, and I mean you could do that with a lot of people. Eddie Alvarez is in the UFC. Will Brooks is in the UFC. There there are plenty of options. Uh, But yeah, I I, it's it's a shame that this card got ravaged so much because it lost King Mo and Liam McGeary. It lost Brendan Ward and David Rickles. And that those were two big fights for this show. Yeah. Their next show um, is focused a lot on amateur wrestling. Yeah. Phil Davis, Ed Ruth, uh, Ryan Bader on the show. It's it's at Penn State. So Bader's going to get booed so bad there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bader versus Vassell. We have interviews coming up with Bader and Vassell. We have interviews coming up with uh, McFarlane, who is on the show as well, competing for the flyweight title. We, I, I'm supposed to have Ed Ruth, but they kept switching the time on me, so maybe not have may, – may, we may not have Ed Ruth. Gosh, I'm all over the place right now. I'm so scatterbrained. Not a lot of sleep this weekend after all the changes. But um, that, that's, a fa- that's a pretty decent card. I like that. Then they got a, a duty card in Dublin. They got <laughs> terrible-looking show in Israel. 
When I saw the when I saw the the promo for for Pitbull versus Weichel two, I'm like, is it everything Pitbull versus somebody two, three, four? I thought of you right away. I thought you would get that. You got to tell the people besides that they should be coming to Fightful.com, cast photos, forums. We have forums on everything.com. Uh, just head over there, get registered, talk to us about anything from entertainment to sports to MMA and boxing, and check out all of our videos all the time. Like Carlos posted some great World Boxing Super Series uh, open workouts, and his boxing newsletter went up yesterday. But Joe, what else you got? That's it. That's a wrap. It's Saturday. Uh, you know, it's not 3 a.m. for you and I. You know, and, and I for everyone it. in the live chat, our regulars that are on the live chat, it's not 3 a.m., 2 a.m. We can enjoy the rest of the evening. This guy's going to barbecue some stuff uh, for my son. Wife's making some shepherd's pie. I'm going to throw some hot peppers on there because it pisses her off. One of my favorite oh, meals, yeah. shepherd pie. You know, to all my, my Italian buddies, you're like, you're eating what? I'm like, look, dude, I love shepherd's pie. And it's, there's going to be some hot sauce and peppers on that thing. Going to relax, enjoy my Saturday. I'm sure she's going to want to go out somewhere when we may go out later on. Tomorrow, just going to chill, get some stuff done, and then it's back to work for Fightful. Monday, uh, I got a nice little interview with a, hopefully it comes, gets together, but it's a main eventer for an upcoming uh, UFC event. Uh, hopefully he can join me 10 a.m. in the morning. We'll see, and then we'll, we'll take care of that. If not, he'll have to join us live, Sean, live on the Holy Smokes podcast Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Tons of articles, lots of thoughts going through my mind after this event here that went down in Poland, some ideas for some articles, and, of course, uh, lots of stuff to discuss and more videos next week. Looking forward to it. Guys, you can follow me at Sean Ross. At follow us at Fightful Online cross-platform. Go give us a follow on Twitter. If you don't want like MMA stories or pro wrestling stories, we have individualized Twitters for those as well, Fightful Wrestle and Fightful MMA. Also, if you want to filter them out on the main page, we have tabs for MMA, wrestling, and boxing, and uh, individualized pages up at the top as well. Anything you could ask for, we have at Fightful.com. Thank you all. Join me tomorrow night for the post-WWE TLC show. Until next time, we're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.